everyone. This is another episode of Scientific Healing, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Today, what I'm going to talk about are some of the questions that I get often from people that have are looking to get relationship healings, that are um, looking to improve their relationships, and wondering exactly what happens afterwards. So in, in the course of doing a relationship healing, it's not that you're going to make that relationship go away. As a matter of fact, all your relationships, even the ones that are over, especially if you have any strong emotional attachments such as anger, jealousy, fear, or you're still madly in love with that person and they're not in your life, you are still energetically connected to them. So, so what's happening is that you've got that that relationship whether they are in your life at the moment or not. So if you have like for example a mother or a child or a father or even your current spouse or partner, um, by healing that relationship people ask me all the time, what happens after relationship healing? Do, does that person go away? Do I erase them from my life? And the answer is no, of course not. What you're doing is you're wiping that slate clean energetically. And why would you want to do that? So let me give you an example. So I one of the first healings that I did was on my daughter. So she was in her mid-20s, and I did a relationship healing on her because I, I felt like it was the first thing that came to mind that I needed to do. And what happened afterwards is that we stopped being mother-child, and we were now two adults that had a different relationship. I stopped giving her the advice, you know, the unsolicited advice that mothers have a tendency to do and let her be. And when she needed my help, she could come to me, right? So that is an example of having a relationship that you've got going on now that relation, that particular relationship then improves or changes stance, right? So you're not doing the same things over and over like in a compulsive way. And the next thing that people ask me a lot is, doesn't the other person need to be healed too? And the, the answer is no. So relationships, all relationships, even the really horrible relationships are mutual. So that means that you allow that person to be in your life in a certain way to, in order to learn something. And I know sometimes you're going, yeah, really do is, does it always have to be the school of hard knocks? And God, today, can I just take a little rest from learning right now and, and just like recover from the onslaught? <laughs> and unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. So, so the other person will only be in response to you, right? So you have a certain behavioral pattern and they are responding to you, right? So you're, you're playing, you're, you're dancing this dance, you're going back and forth. You know, he says that, she says this, it could be two she's, it could be two he's, it doesn't matter, right? So he says that, she says that, and now you're bouncing your, the ping pong ball back and forth. Now it's in his court, now it's in your court. Now you're going back and forth as if you can't stop playing the game. 
And it's almost like you have this compulsion to win somehow, but in relationships, there is no winning. <laughs> the only thing there is is learning. And there is also love. We all have these love connections. So in, in relationships you want to keep, just to remind you, is that that love connection that goes from heart to heart never, ever goes away. Even the ones that you are through with and, you know, you've divorced or you've split up a business partnership or you have no wishes to be in the presence of such and such a friend or you don't want to have a lot of conversations with a parent because they're just too painful, right? So even those, that love connection never goes away. And you can ask, well, why? How does that, how does that work? So in order for that person to have been in your life in the first place, they had to play a really crappy role. Do you think anybody really enjoys that? I mean, unless they're psychopathic, right? Do you think that anybody really enjoys it? A lot of people just simply don't know how to be any different. Right. So so you and they are playing a role in each other's life to learn something. So sometimes it comes together and it works. For example, my parents were as different as different could be. They were basically diametrically opposed. My mother was this gregarious, friendly person and my my father was this big introvert and didn't care for big parties and they learned how to come together and they were married for 64 years before she passed away right so that's really amazing and towards the you know the last 20 to 30 years of their marriage right so the first half of the marriage was kind of rough and the last half of the marriage they were madly in love with one another. They could not imagine being with the without the other. And my dad now, this is, um, it's been four years, and my dad still misses her like crazy. You know, you don't need to take 30 years to get to that point where you're madly in love with your spouse. Let's say your spouse is a really good guy. Like, I have a really great spouse. <laughs> You, there are things that, like, when you first get together, it was like all of a sudden, even though I've known him since high school, it was like all of a sudden we were two single people, and then all of a sudden we were married to one another. And there takes some getting used to, and of course, I did relationship healings with him, because I didn't want to continue the old behavior that I had with other relationships, and I didn't want to the, him to continue his old behavior. So did I heal him? No, I only healed myself, right? So in relationship healing, you're only healing yourself. And I can tell you a story of, of one of my, one of my dear clients. She started with me and she told me she'd been married to her husband for 30 years. Um, she didn't love him anymore. He didn't pay attention to her. Uh, he would come home from a long day at work and take the dogs out for a run, wouldn't say anything to her. She'd prepare a nice dinner, and he just sat down, ate, and then went off and did something else. And you would think that that relationship would be dead, right? That nothing could possibly good come out of it. Even her children, they had, they have three grown children. Even her children wondered, why are you guys still married? Like, you know, he, they'd go over and visit one of them, and his behavior was so terrible. Like, <laughs> the kids would go like, Mom, what are you doing with him? So all I did was work on her. We 
changed, uh, we, we healed that relationship. So here are some of the other things that happen. You inherit patterns of behavior from a parent. It's locked in your DNA. DNA has lots of programmable pieces to it. So we shifted that gradually over, you know, it's not overnight, but it's not 20 years of talk therapy or even two years of talk therapy. This happened in a matter of weeks, right? So, so we changed that, we reprogrammed the DNA so she did not behave the same as she had been. After we changed, we, we changed the emotional uh, response to him. So we released a lot of the anger, a lot of the frustration, a lot of the jealousy out of her body. That shifted so she could not, so she could see him for what he is at the moment rather than all those years of built up frustrations and anger. Every time he did something, you know, then she would inside like shut down and shut off. Right? You want to only respond to the event right now and not all of those past behaviors. And some of the other things, like people ask me, well, doesn't your past life with that person have something to do with it? Sometimes. And the reason why I say sometimes is that if we're going to have that issue in this life, we usually repeat that behavior somewhere early in life. And... Um, so then, like, what if the other person doesn't want to be healed? And I've already answered that question. What if the other person doesn't want to heal that particular relationship? The thing is that the other person doesn't have a choice. It's mutual. If you decide to cut the cords that they're, you know, drawing your energy out, if you decide to cut those cords, they will fall away from both of you. There is no choice in the matter because relationships are strictly mutual. We've covered some of those, like what other factors, like there's emotional factors, there are uh, the DNA factors, there are uh, a number of other things that connect you, like what is your particular path and purpose. And sometimes we, our subconscious gets path and purpose mixed up with, I need to be this way in order to accomplish that. And fortunately, we can let all those things go. So the, the last point I'd like to make are some tips on how to create rather than, and I, I don't really like the word using how, but let's, let's restate it because how implies you don't know. The thing is that you have everything within you to create what it is that you desire in relationships and in your life. So the reason why I talk so much about relationships is, first of all, I've had um, all kinds of relationships, really difficult ones, really easy ones, and, um, you know, started with my family of origin, moved forward into my relationships in my marriage, my relationships to my friends, and how, how depending on what the what the constellation was, meaning how I was relating to those people, I would behave differently. And I would always ask the question, like, with my friends, I can do this, but with my husband, I can't. And so it got me to thinking, and I'm, I'm a big thinker. I can th think all day long and never be bored. <laughs> so so, so the, the hint is that um, instead of asking how, how do I create a great relationship, 
Instead, ask what would it take to create a great relationship because you have everything inside you to be able to do that. And the best thing to do is to start imagining, not I don't want this, like I don't want an argumentative spouse, I don't want a, chi a chintzy spouse, I don't, want a, um, I don't want a jealous spouse. Instead, instead ask yourself, what is it that you desire? What is, like, imagine yourself having those things. What is it you would desire? Um, for me, I wanted one that would respect me. So if I said no, it meant no. And if I said yes, it meant yes, rather than arguing with me as if I didn't know any better, right? Because we all know who we are <laughs> better than they do. So so that was the first thing. And I wanted, I wanted to, to have unconditional love. Right. So he loves me unconditionally. I love him unconditionally. Right. So so that the the mutual respect and the unconditional love, that's kind of like for me was the foundation. And that was what I wrote this down very early. This is what I wanted to have. But I never knew what that was going to look like because I never experienced it up until up until I met my husband right? Until I, you know, got together with him and we got married. Uh, it's now five and a half years ago. And every day the relationship grows and blossoms, right? You can't start out when you're 60 years old <laughs> with a brand new relationship and expect that you're not going to have some like little bumps and hiccups along the way. So that's where the healing came along. Every time I had an emotional issue, release that emotion because I wanted to be in the moment with that person. And every anytime I got upset, like I'm thinking about, oh, he did that. And I really don't like that. Like why? I'd ask myself, is it him or is it me? So that's another clue. So first, uh, first write down and be very clear on what you desire, not what you don't want, but what you want, because your subconscious doesn't understand the not. And when you say, I don't want a jealous person, you're going to get a jealous person. I can guarantee that. Right. So then so then the second the second tip that I that I just met, you know, mentioned is ask yourself, is it him or her or is it me? Like, is this my issue? And the thing is that our relationships are like a mirror. They reflect us back to us, right? So they're reflecting us back to us. And we are seeing ourselves in that person. If we did not have that quality or the ability to have that quality, it would be really difficult to see that thing in us, right? In them. It's just that we... You know, it would just not be within our vision. We have filters that filter out all the extraneous information. Otherwise, the subconscious or the conscious mind would be completely fully loaded, right? The subconscious takes everything in, but the conscious mind has a filter on it. And sometimes it filters in what goes into the subconscious and what you deal with. So, um, you know, ask yourself the question, is it them or is it me? Is it my issue? And then once you do that, you can also cut the cords to release that thought, like whatever the angry thought is, and then take some deep breaths and come into the moment and ask yourself what's really going on here, right? And, and it takes, that takes some effort. But the first, the first thing is, let's say you don't have a relationship 
or you have a current relationship and you want to improve it is to ask what would it take to improve it like um like i can't i can't ever like i don't like piles of messes but i do have one at the foot of my bed on my bed i have a couple of shirts and you know some workout clothes there i don't know where to put them i have no hooks for them and stuff like that so i can't for example, if I see somebody else's mess somewhere, I have to ask myself, am I, you know, am I irritated at my own mess or is it their mess that's bothering me? And if it's their mess that's bothering me because I'm a partner with them, let me straighten it up. So, you know, my husband, he he doesn't doesn't ever dust. So he'll like pile stuff and pile stuff and there'll be like a dusty mess underneath. So instead of me going why don't you just clean your dusty mess? I just go and clean it for him because we're partners and he does other things. Like he takes the car and he, he uh, keeps it maintained. He gets the oil changed. He fills it up with gas. I never have to worry about the car. He keeps the registration going, keeps the insurance going. I can just get in the car and drive. So as a partner, you don't want to be annoyed because there is something they're not doing. So couldn't you do it and then just be done with it? And now it does the, the, the dusty mess doesn't bother me anymore, right? So, so there's three tips. Be a, first one is write down what you want, not what you don't want. Number two, ask yourself, is it them or is it me? And three is be a partner. If there's any questions? Yes, yeah, so manipulative people, right? So there are people that will manipulate. They will really manipulate. What they do is they walk around. We had a case like that where we had a caregiver and she would tell different members of the family different things. Very manipulative. And it's not until we got together with open and honest dialogue that we caught on to her. <laughs> so, so when you, um, and when you have a person like that and they're manipulating the people around you, you ignore the manipulation because for you it doesn't exist right? For you, it doesn't exist. So, um, yeah, so I, I see, I, you know, person that just mentioned that is cutting the cords daily, right? And, um, ignoring the manipulation. And if somebody calls you on it, you just, I personally, if somebody were to call me on, you know, somebody saying something about me, and, you know, I would ask them, are you interested in the truth or are you just interested in dirt? Like, I'm happy to share the truth, <laughs> but are you just interested in the struggle, right? This is my ex. He's going to say stuff. I ignore it because it doesn't bother me, right? And that's what I would do. And with my ex, I had that same thing. He tried to manipulate people. And I figure if... Those people were my friends because we had mutual friends. If those people were my friends, why wouldn't why would they come and accuse me of something rather than ask me is what he said true? So then that person ceases to be my friend. This happened with um, somebody who I had considered a close friend. And so my ex was very manipulative and he just kept blah, blah, blah in that other person's ear saying all the bad things about me. And, you know, I said to him, 
So what do people think of you when you tell them you wanted to stay married to me? We were married for 10 years. You wanted to stay married to me, but yet you say all those bad things. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't reflect on me. It reflects on you, right? So it's anytime they're manipulative, that's reflecting on them, who they are as a person. As long as you keep your conscience clean and don't get stuck in their drama, right? Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming. Please give me some thumbs up or five star love, especially if what you heard today really helps you out. And if it does, maybe you could share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to my channel. I will see you next week, same time, same place.